0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Rise podcast. I'm your host Josh. Any first time listeners that are skipping to this episode this is a podcast to just motivate, uplift and uh, and share a positive reminder with anybody that's listening and focusing on God too and reminding everyone of their identity in Christ because they're cared for and they're, and they're loved so much. So first time listeners, I decided to do this just to uplift and to you know follow God's lead and take a leap of faith to encourage someone today. So I, I got my first request um, from my sister, actually. She wa- she wanted me to cover uh, relationships. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to get right into it. So what is a relationship? A relationship, it's a friendship at a deeper and more intimate level or stage. It's connecting in a deeper level, physically, emotionally, or mentally, and so on. So just to get to the fundamentals, what is... The purpose of dating, what's the point of being with someone and getting to that level? It's to share your time with someone, someone you care for at a deeper level, to share your time, your love and identity to and with that person, to build and seek a partnership with someone and eventually progressing until it leads to something more like everyone knows marriage, short term or long term no matter if it's a long relationship or a short relationship, it should always maintain love, respect, honor, kindness, gentleness, and so on. And the reason for that is because God is the inventor of relationships. He created them and he designed them based on his likeness, based on his will. He intended relationships to maintain and carry his traits, and characteristics. Everything good is connected to God. It all links back to him. He is the blueprint to a healthy, lasting relationship. And why? Again, because he is the creator of relationships. So what does an unhealthy relationship look like? I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was sharing with me her, um, her frustration with certain men's opinions, especially on podcasts too talking about what they think a relationship should look like and their rights as a man or their beliefs and and why it's okay to do what they want to do because that's just what men are. That's just what men do. That's their belief. And even if that means cheating on their girlfriend or their significant other or cheating or doing what they want and as long as they pay the bills and as long as they put uh, food on the table and a roof over their heads, they can do whatever they want. That is their own ideology, that is not healthy. That is not from God. Absolutely not. That is something that men have created out of selfishness, out of greed, out of this mindset that the world and our society and culture have created. That, oh, you know, the man is the dominant one and he has the right to to, um, to cheat, to come home whatever time to be respected, but not, not show respect. It doesn't really make sense. So that's why I'm trying to go over the fundamentals of what a relationship is what a healthy one is and an an unhealthy one as well. But I just wanted to kind of brush up on that because it's frustrating and not only frustrating, but it's sad and it's upsetting. Men think that, you know, they can justify cheating. They can justify acting like a, They're acting as if they're entitled to these things and entitled to be obnoxious and careless and and cold-hearted toward another human being and acting like they're an object that they can just use and abuse. But what does a healthy relationship look like? So, or I'm sorry, an unhealthy relationship. So an unhealthy relationship looks like being selfish. It's self-seeking and self-satisfying above all else, and taking out your internal issues on your significant other instead of seeking inner healing. So that doesn't happen. Idolizing your significant other, that's a big one and something that I think we've all fallen into, including myself. Idolizing your significant other before everyone and everyone else, making them your God or idol, pedestaling them, sacrificing friendships, even your family to please your significant other you no know, at, at all costs, because you don't want to lose them. Another example of an unhealthy relationship or mindset, it's seeking fleshly desires, which is our own physical needs and for our emotions and our soul. Seeking fleshly desires and using the other person for your needs physically, emotionally, and so on. Seeking looks, And gifts more than their heart for relationship. So using the other person basically for your gain instead of missing the big picture, which is creating relationship, partnership, unity. And I know that's at another level because that's more marriage, but dating leads to that. That's why that's very important to know. Another example of an unhealthy trait in a relationship. It's blaming your significant other for things instead of reflecting, taking a few steps back and evaluating your heart, feelings, and triggers. Another one, another big one, it's that looking or the belief that looking and lusting over someone else other than your significant other is cheating in your heart. And it's true. People justify it all the time but it's not to be justified because doing these things have no honor. They don't have no respect or love. We all do it, but it doesn't make it okay. We all fall into it. Sin is inevitable when you're living in the world because people naturally get drawn to sin. And that's what it means to be drawn by, by, or soak and get in deep into your fleshly desires. And it happened in the beginning of time when God created all creation. Even though you have everything you'll ever need, it's still not enough. There's something inside of us, men and women, that want us to, or we basically just need more. We want to see what's on the other side. We're so curious and we we want to taste a little bit more, gain a little bit more. We want to soak into more when we already have everything we need. And I actually wanted to read into Genesis, uh, the first book of the Bible, concerning And focusing on the source, which is the source of where man and woman come from and their role. Especially this pertains to a relationship. So in Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26 through 27, it says, Then God said, Let us, which is, he's talking about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he says, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. He will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. What that means is he made him reflecting his characteristics, who and how he is, God himself, and he basically molded it into a man. He created them male and female. Another one I wanted to read as well. Genesis two eighteen, It says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper as his complement. That's a huge one. I'll get back to that. And then I'm going to skip over to verse um, 21. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and the man slept. God took one of the man's ribs and closed the flesh at that place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman, and then brought her to the man. And the man said, Ah, this one at last is bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from the man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother, and bonds with his wife. They become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. They felt no shame because that is God's will. That is what God created a man and a woman and their unity to be, blameless, righteous. When we take what God has created and make our own, put our own spin on it, why do you think it fails? Like why do you think it it crumbles? Why do you think it it just doesn't work? History repeats itself. This This has happened since the beginning of time and this is what we're going over right now, the beginning. God made man and woman to be in his likeness, in his own image, to reflect who he is. And God created a woman from man, from his rib. And this is a big one that I want to go back to. It says that God gave man a woman to be his helper, to complement him, which is to better him, to support him. So women, I mean, women are so disrespected nowadays and they're not valued, especially from men, not just their own perception of themselves. Men think that they can use and abuse women when really they were created to complement the man, to better him, to support him, to be united with him, one flesh. So I know this is more concerning marriage and being one with your husband or one with your wife, but this is what it means to be married and why God created man so he's not alone. And the same for a woman, so she's not alone. God created man to be the head of the home, a, a leader, not an abuser or a bully, one to use and abuse women and, and have their way with them and then throw them away like and dispose of them. No, God made them together because they they connect, they are one. And eventually dating leads, hopefully with the right person that God has for you, dating leads to this. Marriage is in an unbreakable bond, a unity, one flesh instead of two. And this is the way that God created it. So we can enjoy our significant other. So we can live with them as partners, as friends, but at a deeper level. And God created this also so we can be in his shoes for once. I believe marriage and healthy relationship leads to marriage, it's because God wants us to love one another as he loves us unconditionally. Even if they don't take out the trash, even if they don't do the dishes here and there when they want you to, even when they don't give you a massage when your back is killing you, you love them as they are, the same way God loves us, as we are, as we come, no matter how much we've sinned or whatever we've done, God loves us as we are because he knows who he created. He created us in his image. And that's why we're so wonderful to him because he's, we're from him. We reflect God. So I just wanted to brush up on that and just let you guys know, God is the origin of relationship and he knows what makes it work. When we Veer off into our own ways or ideas and away from God's intention and direction, it leads to destruction. God always knows best. So, this episode's running a little longer than I intended. I don't want to take too much of um, your time. Everybody, you know, has their life and they're busy. But not only men, but women too. They have their own ideologies of what a relationship should look like. And that's why we hurt each other so much. That's why it's so toxic because we go over our own needs before anything else. And that's destructive. The way a healthy relationship is to work is to make sure that you put God first. Why? Because he is the answer and the provider to all of your needs, even your heart. When you're yearning for attention, and you don't get it from your significant other, and then that's when you clash. It's because that shouldn't come from them. Yeah, it's nice to be like, I miss you, or, oh, like, you know, uh, give me a hug or a kiss or affection or words of affirmation, and if you don't get that, then you guys clash because you think that, you expect that from the other person, but that's where we fall short. God didn't intend for us to feed ourselves to satisfy ourselves from our significant other. No. Man and woman were not created to satisfy each other, but to complement each other, to uplift each other, to be each other's best friend, best supporter, best teammate. You're on the same team. You're supposed to fight together, not against. Instead of standing in front of each other yelling, no, stand beside each other and fight life together as one. If you're dating, that's where you're headed. And sometimes, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to experiment and figure out, oh, let's see where this goes. But in the process, you're not to expect this person in front of you to satisfy all your needs. They can't. We're all people. We're, we're, we're not each other's God. Only God can satisfy. Only God can provide everything you need. Only God can remind you how beautiful you are, how valuable you are, how respectable you are, how important and wonderful you are. Your significant other, if they don't provide that, then forgive them in your heart and know that they're human too. And they can't provide that. That's too much pressure. We can only give so much. So instead of thinking, oh, you know, I'm not happy because my husband or my wife or my boyfriend or my girlfriend doesn't tell me how handsome I am or how pretty I am, um, that often it's, you know, time goes by and it's just like, man, do they even care about me anymore? You get insecure, you get sad, you get needy and you start to, you know, have this self pity, but really you should be seeking everything you'll ever need from God. Then when you've mended to your own heart, when you've filled yourself with truth, which is God loves me and he has everything I'll ever need. And this relationship is not something that I expect on my watch to have this, to get this, to be loved like this. No, love should not be by force. Love should be gratefully accepted and appreciated. It's a blessing, not a requirement. Oh, no, we're not going to work if, if you don't do this for me. Or uh, this relationship isn't going to work if you don't provide this for me. On my watch. No, that's not that's selfishness. That's neediness, trying to fill a hole that only God can fill. So instead of seeing a relationship as, oh, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Instead, if they don't do something, then in a healthy way, communicate and say, hey, I noticed that you haven't told me that you missed me for a long time. And I was just wondering if everything is okay. Although I would like to hear that. My priority is that we're okay and that we're in a healthy standing. See, that approach, that's, that's. That's focusing on the big picture and not taking things personal and saying, oh, why why, why are you lacking in this area? If you were more like this, then our relationship would thrive. Sorry, that's, that's that's not right. It's not healthy. Instead, look to God and he will fill every need that you lack. The relationship, it should be a compliment. It shouldn't be a necessity to fill your needs. You don't don't use a relationship to fill your needs. It should not be used for that. First, before you date, make sure that you're healthy on the inside. If you get triggered by certain things, especially with your significant other, take a step back and evaluate your heart and say, why did that bother me? Why did that affect me the way it did when you said this this phrase a specific way? And then you snap at your significant other and blame them for that when really it's, the source of that hurt is inside of you. Evaluate it and ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Why am I hurt so much? And what do I need to do to better myself in this area? To not get so angry when things don't go my way. To not get so needy and jealous when when your significant other is not paying attention to you how you want. See, when we evaluate our heart and focus on that healing and asking God, you know what? I don't know why I'm so pissed off. I don't know why I'm feeling so sad, so broken, so needy, so jealous lately, but God, whatever this is, whatever source this is coming from, I just ask you to heal my heart because only you can. Heal my heart so I don't take it out on the innocent and someone that has nothing to do with my pain. When we take accountability, when we take responsibility for our feelings and our actions, instead of just dumping it on our significant other, you will see change. You will see breakthrough and you will grow. That's how growth works. I don't want to focus too much on myself about this. I want to focus on relationship, but I, for example, I, I've been healed a lot from anger and from jealousy and stuff in my own life, my own relationship. And it's because I, I self-reflected. When we self-reflect and ask God to heal us and to just allow him into our heart, then miracles start to happen. Mountains start to get moved because God is the only one that has that power and the authority to heal you. He is the healer. He he is your strong tower. He is your rescuer for every and any situation. When we think, oh, but nah, God is in another category. He can't fix this. He can't do this. Nah, I need a woman or I need this or a man. This is the only thing that's gonna satisfy me. God is God. He's not a woman. He's not a man. He can't satisfy my needs in this area. God covers all areas we limit god we underestimate his power and his love and his and his wonderful characteristics and his heart we doubt god we should never do that because he has everything that we that we thirst for but i just wanted to share that i wanted to remind people that it's not don't don't put everything on your significant other making them your only hope putting all your bets on them. No, they can only do so much. It, just because they didn't pr- give you something you wanted in that in a specific day or moment, it doesn't mean they don't care about you or love you. They just, they, they can't give you everything you need. Only God can do that. Only God can provide that. He's, He should be your source of happiness and satisfaction and self-worth. And then comes the relationship with someone else. How are you supposed to be in a healthy relationship if you're just trying to suck off of each other like leeches instead of being each other's companion, friend, teammate, each other's complement to your lives? When you're in a good state, when you know these things and that's clear, then you can make a relationship work because you know where you stand. You know your role and you know what you're not supposed to be, which is the your significant other's God or idol or main provider. So I'm just going to leave it with that. I'm definitely going to brush up on this more on another episode. Thank you so much for everyone that stopped by and took the time to, you know, listen, Uh, even if it's running over my usual, (laughs) I'm trying to do this maybe each episode, 15 minutes, but it's okay. As long as this touched someone's heart and mind, as long as this encouraged someone with struggling in relationships and I just want to remind you, and God wants you to know that you have everything you need in God. And as long as you put him first and trust in him, the relationship will thrive. It will thrive more than, more than you can imagine. It'll thrive and it'll grow into something beautiful. God always knows best. You know how people say mother knows best or mama knows best. God knows best. He knows what is the best for you. And that's including relationships and a healthy one. So God bless you guys. I hope this encouraged and uplifted someone's spirit and reminded them that their relationship is not too far gone. It's not a lost cause. As long as you just focus and put everything in God's hands, and he'll lead you into a good, lasting, healthy relationship. And of course, the other significant other has to be on that same page. If they're not, then that's another story and maybe for another episode. God bless you guys. So, yeah, make sure to follow my um, Instagram. It's uh, rise underscore podcast 1111. And if you have any requests, I'll cover any new episode on that specific topic, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you want to kind of shine light on. I'll be happy to to cover a specific topic. Just go ahead and um, send me a direct message on Instagram and I'll be happy to do that. But, yeah, take care, guys. God bless you. And just know that um, God is with you and he loves you. Take care.